Well, welcome, welcome back, y'all. Hello, hello. So I said in episode three, lucky number three, and I was wrong, obviously. Now I can finally say it. We are in episode lucky number seven, Delora. Yay! I'm super excited. We just wanted to welcome everybody back to recapping with Delora and Ashley. And we have a few things to cover today. We're going to do a couple hot topics. We have some micro dosing to do. Uh, Delora is going to yes. hit us with with the recap of the 40 euro version nice nice and then as always we have our hidden gems for you so let's go ahead and dive right into these hot topics girl this week uh mr michael b jordan was voted 2020 people's sexiest man alive picking up the mantle from john legend who was the 2019 uh winner of that and idris elba was 2018 so this is the third black man in a row yeah in a row what were your thoughts on this pick when you heard about it do you still get into people's pick of sexiest man alive i've always been a super huge fan of people magazine i've gone away from it but when i was younger loved the sexiest man alive editions love the most beautiful like that's the equivalent for the women you know and uh so when i saw that michael uh bay jordan was the (laughs) sexiest man alive this year i thought makes sense i didn't Mm -hmm. question it Mm -hmm. unlike when last um, year mr i i love john legend so that was not a problem for me it was the blake shelton for me (laughs) oh so we don't even let's not even i don't even want to talk about blake shelton that was rude but i will say about john legend i love what i said exactly i love john legend but i i was still surprised at the choice i love that choice i I was surprised I'm a fan of the geeky, of the brainiacs, of the super talented. I was there for it. Well, he definitely got some love. I loved his response talking about, oh, I'm happy to pass the mantle. Then I don't have to worry about this extra weight I'm putting on because <laughs> of COVID. <laughs> thought and, that was know, very cute. Michael Bay will probably be in shape for some time. I mean, obviously, oh, he's sure. probably going to do another Creed movie and... Well, his next role is this Tom Clancy movie where he's like ex-CIA and stuff like that. Yeah. So he's definitely going to be in his usual beautiful shape. But, but you, you know, know what's interesting about Michael Bay Jordan? Um, I didn't know him as a young actor, but he's, he's essentially a kid star. I mean, he started off in the soaps mm-hmm. and, you know... Um, and obviously he was in The Wire. I didn't watch right. The Wire. It's still on my list. It's still on my list. I, I just, we just haven't gotten to it. But um, I think my first introduction to him was Fruitville Station, honestly. Oh, okay. And then, and then everything else I've followed. I, I actually seen almost all of his movies except for um, the last one with Jamie Foxx. Um, oh, yeah, Mercy. Mm-hmm. Mercy, yes. Yeah. And that's on my list as well. Like, eventually, I, I plan on seeing it. Yeah, like you, I never watched The Wire, but I did watch Friday Night Lights, the television series, and he was on that. that Yeah, so that was the first time that I was introduced to Michael B. Jordan. Obviously, you know, as he's become a mon, you know, things have changed (laughs) in terms of, you know, (laughs) how how I look at him and all of those things. You can tell he was feeling himself once he finally started getting muscles on him, though. Like, I mean, and 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 he looks good. Like, you know, I I cannot. (laughs) 
<laughs> no one can knock that that is a good looking man okay nobody can take that from you sir and killmonger was almost the epitome of that for me because the glasses the 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 locks the fangs yes. oh my god sir <laughs> i never i'm not necessarily uh one a bad boy but killmonger had me that's all i have to say he had me for sure okay. uh, so no, this, this was not a surprising choice to me either i know he had been mentioned in these for the last you know at least oh, three yeah. or four years so yes not like surprising. the honorable mention <laughs> my boo dan levy i had girl that was exactly <laughs> I'm gonna need you to get out my mind. I have that down. Dan Levy also made the list. Our dude from Shit's Creek. Yes, now when yes. you talk about the geeky, now Dan Levy is that for me where he's not necessarily somebody that I feel like, oh yeah, I would just see him on the street and stop. But it's everything. It's the culmination. It's his yes. personality. Yes. It's his sense of humor, his talent, Absolutely. plus the looks. I just yes. saw him in someone where he was wearing rocking his natural curly yes. hair, and I said, Dan. I he's. He's always impeccably dressed as far as yes. I'm concerned. And I love it. I love it so much. Handsome man. He's a handsome mm-hmm. man. Also noted that Anderson Cooper's son was just voted cutest baby alive. Oh I didn't my know gosh. this was something we did. I, no, I missed this. They're doing the most. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You know, I love me some Anderson Cooper. Like mm-hmm. gray, what do they call a silver fox? Yes. yes. I'm there for that all day, every day. And I don't care he if he doesn't care for women. Like... <laughs> Well, Dan Levy either, right? But listen, Dan, (laughs) if you ready, we ready. That's all all the women are saying. They're great to look at. They're really great at what they do, and they're great to look at while they they do it. (laughs) Absolutely. Well, our second hot topic of today is Barack Obama's third memoir drop, A Promised Land, the Associated Press. Volume one, by the way. Oh, okay. Yeah, 700 pages. pages and there'll be another volume apparently coming out well i just saw today in an article from the associated press that this book again his third has sold nearly eight hundred and ninety thousand copies in the u.s and canada in its first 24 hours putting it on track to be the best-selling presidential memoir in modern history boss duh can we say can (laughs) we say that Barack Obama still has that thing and I think we'll always have that that's thing what that's what he do that's yes. what he do okay yes. did you see the cover of uh in style yes. that face that he makes is like I that's mean, what has, I do he has swag forever right like I saw where he did the the shot the the basketball shot that's on what Instagram I'm referring recently. to Ashley oh you I thought said you were talking about I literally do. the and cover got no, you no, got no. you so he he said obviously in that clip that's what I do and I was like that's what he do like I'm just got really you yes yes <laughs> I I you know I used to wonder if my attraction to Obama was okay but I think it is like I think there's just no denying again the swag and Michelle you know that's I say that with the utmost that's respect that is, I say that with the utmost respect no disrespect ever because I love Michelle Obama. I'm just saying, I used to feel like, mm, should, I like should I like it? Is that appropriate? But yes, it is. Yes, so it is. I still view him in that light, how you just don't find, you know, pastors and presidents of the United States attractive, right? Like you mean, still, you mean, you, you mean, you don't, Dolores. Oh, you know, I don't. You got, right, right. you got some respect. You got some I, respect. I respect <laughs> on their names. And I 
in yeah. their occupation. So uh-huh. I'm like, I don't have time to look at whether or not they're attractive. Are they doing the Lord's work? You know, <laughs> <laughs> but I have to admit, like, you know, in some ways he would not have been, I'm going to say it in some ways he would not have been able to climb as fast as he, as he has. Yeah. If he wasn't one charismatic and two attractive. I mean, well, there you go. I said it, and attraction does matter, unfortunately. So, and then have Michelle Obama on his arm, right? Because I, I can exactly. be honest, from the excerpts I read in the book, the most interesting things for me still involve Michelle and about yes. the marriage, particularly yes. that excerpt where he kind of talks about the fact that kind of the playing second fiddle bothered mm. Michelle, mm-hmm. you know, as much as, you know, she stuck with it, did everything she needed to do, because Michelle mm-hmm. is a boss boss i remember having this conversation with my mom and we would just talk about like who would you prefer to meet first and it was like barack or michelle and it was like yeah michelle (laughs) i mean like if i had to it would be michelle first all day every day you know what i mean because yeah i respect him obviously first black president of these united states Mm. but michelle is just it as far as I'm concerned like <laughs> I mean again I, I she's such a force and I think you know everything that she was accomplished prior to Barack Obama being president mm-hmm. while he was president post-presidency just really speaks to again the fact that Michelle was never playing second fiddle to anybody right to no one and the thing that I love about their relationship uh is the fact that he respects her. Like he mm-hmm. understood that she was the breadwinner for many years in their relationships. Mind you, he's not a bum because he was a Harvard Law student. So let's get let's get <laughs> that out there. Ever was Barack Obama a bum? <laughs> he he actively chose to do very low profit, non profit. Endeavors, right. okay. Right. Um, right. And where Michelle? She was she was over the one nonprofit in Chicago. Yeah, right? but that's after she left her corporate job where Absolutely. she was a boss. Like, so Absolutely. I just feel like you know I I kind of understand that, and I love the fact that he recognized that because that shows that he cares about her well being instead of him being so consumed with I'm president of the United States. Right. My farts don't stink. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, he cares about the well-being of his wife. And uh, in some of those same excerpts, he talked about how, you know, Michelle obviously found her strides as first mm-hmm. lady, even though, For sure. you know, his ambition was a strain on the relationship. Yeah, again, love. I, I, I think the point that, some, that one of the articles made, which was at this point, we would have thought we knew everything, but there's still things to discover is what I think continues to be exciting about, you know, him putting out more books, Michelle potentially putting out more books is there's still layers to unpack yes. uh, for the Obamas. So um, those are the I also two. think it was wise that her book came out first before his, by the way. Okay. Well, I mean, she obviously her book sold very, very well. So it's the best selling book of twenty what eighteen, like best selling book. And I think honestly, it's probably still on some bestsellers li- list right now. Uh, but I just love that how she got a chance to shine, and um, then he came out with his. So mm-hmm. well, it's Michelle's is still on my coffee table. So there you go. <laughs> I have two uh, copies. <laughs> Those are our two uh, hot topics for today. I was going to move into our micro doses because we have two main ones we're going to 
talk about and then just a couple micro micro doses so the first micro dose is going back to this is us so we are now third week of our season five and there were some interesting moments in this in this particular episode this week uh randall had an accidental but viral strip tease uh in his office Mm -hmm. uh kevin has a new acting gig but it doesn't seem like he necessarily is beloved by the director Mm -hmm. uh kate is going further along in her adoption process and kind of wondering you know is it are we going to be able to you know hold on to this uh birth mother worried about the relationship but then we also find out there's a secret a major skeleton fell off that closet (laughs) right from her teenage years that she has not disclosed to anyone and then lastly you know we're getting a little bit closer still every episode to finding out more about where randall's birth mother is because that's Mm -hmm. still a big thing hanging out there and so we, what did you think of this episode? We don't know his name, right? He's the Vietnamese grandfather. That's what no, I'm referring we, we to. We do him, not right? know who the Vietnamese gentleman is, besides the fact that obviously he's had some form of a relationship with his mm-hmm. birth mother from the past episode where he was talking to the little his granddaughter, I'm assuming mm-hmm. she was, and you see the pictures in the background. So did you enjoy this episode? What'd you think about it? I did. I did. Um <laughs> the way I uh, summarized this episode. Um my notes are abs, Rebecca, baby, tired. So I'll start with the abs. It looks like Sterling <laughs> K. Brown is uh, shooting for the next year's cover for Sexiest Man Alive. Because I, I mean, be mad. he we has the so. accolades. He just needs, I mean, This Is Us is a major, major project. But maybe he might need a big movie or something to solidify that for him. Um, but I loved it. I love that ran we got a chance to see the lighter side of randall this episode because it actually took me off guard i was like oh randall's happy and telling jokes <laughs> there isn't a potential meltdown around the corner right now and uh yeah <laughs> like that was great rebecca got on my last nerves her parenting skills mm. the way she baby kevin was like wait wh- okay so the scene where She's like getting on Jack, like, oh my goodness, he's tired. About football, yeah. Yeah, about football. And then and then when he had a bad day, oh, he should quit. And so when he finally told her about herself, I, I felt relieved. But I was like, I, I don't believe in quitting. I believe in finishing what you started. So that is something I plan on implementing in my child's life. But mm-hmm. I was so annoyed with Rebecca. I'm like, no wonder Kevin is just... I felt like she was being, I felt like she was being a mom though in that case of like, you know, you see her when he's a baby and she doesn't want to let him self-soothe. It's hard to let him cry. Then obviously when he gets a little older, you know, she just doesn't want to see her children unhappy or in pain. And I get that. But at the same time, it's so indicative, unfortunately, of so many other aspects of Kevin's character. And yes. we know that as viewers. Yes. And you and I already have a problem, not just with Kevin, but with the yes. real actor in real life. So it's like, I just, <laughs> I kept telling my mom, I was like, I have to reel this in. Cause like, I'm really starting to like, just have no care in the world for Kevin's character in terms of anything he's going through because it's just um, like he always seems so entitled yes I didn't even feel sorry for him when that director was giving him a hard time I'm just like 
I was it like, was he hard. clearly it doesn't was want ex- you on the movie. <laughs> to be fair, it was extremely hard to read the director and how he felt about Kevin. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was interesting how he phrased it. He was like, oh, so you're an attaboy? And I'm just like, oh, okay, I guess. Um, yeah, it's almost like, did you feel some type of way about me before I got on this project where you felt like you needed to change your behavior to get my performance to be something you wanted it to be? That's kind of how I ended up seeing it as like mm-hmm. his approach to the female actress mm-hmm. and what he thought she needed to get the best yes. performance out of her was different than Kevin and that's, that's kind of that's what a, a director is supposed to do right, right. so right. Uh, so as far as baby uh Kate Kate annoyed me this episode too it's like you're really gonna drop the baby's name of a of a of a, of a, of a child that you technically do not have yet like yeah. I just like you make some of the dumbest mistakes sometimes I don't know you know I'm working on Kate Kate and I I've had moments where I haven't had much patience for her because I feel like she blames a lot of things on the death of her father. And I'm not saying, I don't know what that's like, okay? Mm-hmm. However, I feel like she lacks accountability. So does Kevin. So maybe that's my my issue with the, <laughs> the characters. Yeah, I think then, I give I think I give Kate more grace than I give Kevin. But again, mm-hmm. that's because of other circumstances. Yes. Yeah. And then the last thing, tired. I love how apparently that argument really got to Kevin more than we were led on because you know he always acts like you know, a duck and how water just rolls off of it. You know what I mean? And so um, the fact that he's uh, reiterating, oh, I'm a tired actor. I need to switch things up. Uh, I just Mm -hmm. thought that was interesting. Like, oh, hmm, it did get to you, didn't it? Right. And I also, I mean, it just, I think it's one of those moments too, because they did the flashbacks to when they were teenagers that Mm -hmm. does remind you that, you know, as many differences as Randall and Kevin have as brothers, they still have a bond. They still have moments in time where they really depended on each other, were there for each mm-hmm. other, looked to each other for support. It so it's kind of sad. Between though, but but maybe that's just what we've seen so far. But at the same time, it's like it is kind of sad that y'all are at such odds because you mm-hmm. think about it. You know, Kevin helped Randall with his breakdowns. You see now yes. that Randall helps him. You know, football. Remember, Kevin was yes. about to go and be a big time football player before if it he wasn't got injured. For that injured. Right. So it's just like, you know, that is still his brother. So you do still feel a little bit of that, like, oh, that is sad, Mm -hmm. you know, that y'all are at such odds. Hopefully y'all can mend it. Was that always going to happen, in my opinion, though? Yeah, I think that argument was always going to happen at some point. That was 40 years of tension. Yeah, they had a lot that was left unsaid. I'm sorry, 39 years. (laughs) (laughs) The big 40 was what season uh, was episode one. Mm hmm. All right. Well, our our second microdose is the series premiere of a new show on ABC called Big Sky. It just premiered on Tuesday. It's hour long. And it is from creator David E. Kelly, who Mm -hmm. has done shows going back to The Practice, Ally McBeal. Recently on HBO, he did Big Little Lies, Mm -hmm. uh, The Undoing, which, you know, we may end up recapping on HBO Mm -hmm. as well. Mm -hmm. Um, Stars Ryan Phillippe, uh, Kylie Bunbury, who we both enjoyed from shows like Pitch. Um, Yes, yes. And my, she was my, also in uh, When They See Us, too. Oh, was she? Mm-hmm. She played the sister of the young man from This Is Us, um, who was also in When They See Us. Hmm. Okay. All right. Well, another another reference point for you guys. <laughs> um, I'm try- I was trying to think on that. Um, but 
I just kind of wrote that this show, this series premiere was a bit dark. Now the trailer kind of alluded to this darkness, but it went a little bit further, I think, than even I was expecting. You know, I don't even know was, what the show was about, honestly. So you went in cold. Trailer. I did. Okay. So it's, you know, it's really about two sisters, essentially, in this first episode, who end up getting kidnapped by a truck driver on a highway in the, the you know, rural, remote area of Montana. Scenic. <laughs> yeah, not rural, remote is what I was trying to say. And it's actually, I realized, I found out today that it's based on a, a series of books by an author named C.J. Box. And it seems like the mm. one that this was based on is called The Highway. But, you know, I, I my main thoughts, again, about this series premiere is that it was a bit dark. I found the ending kind of certain things that happen with certain characters with spoiler alert if you have not seen this mm-hmm. ryan Philippi, who i thought was going to be a star of the show is killed in episode one um that that was a turn for me now was i yes. shocked by it no because the cop i said from his first scene i said yes. he was creepy and i remember him dark. from Gothica. i sense that darkness as well i remember him from gothica he was one of the bad guys in gothica so every time i see him that's kind of what my mind references and just the way he his speech, his demeanor, everything was off. Um, so. And I feel like in every <laughs> in every horror or thriller slasher movie, what have you, whenever the main character is married to a woman and she and he refers to her as mother, or if they're simply still living with their mother and refers to their mother as mother, there's some type of psycho creepy the fact that the truck driver was living with his mother right was like red flag like oh he's probably absolutely mommy issues mommy however was cold towards him (laughs) she was reading him for filth on that porch and i'm just like i'm surprised he didn't just turn around and slap her like well, I mean, he you can see why he kidnaps women. Yeah, yes. and you can see why he targets women. Which, speaking of, I feel like every serial killer, for real, that I've heard about that does a lot of killings of women all have mommy issues. So I think that is a real factor, supposedly, in the psychology. Mm-hmm. So, you know, mm-hmm. kudos to David E. Kelly if we're sticking with that. But I will just <laughs> say, I'm curious to see where they're going to be able to go from here. Because, again... How far can we go? Is Ryan Philippi only going to be in the show with flashbacks? How far into the future can we go with this from starting with this point? You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. those are my thoughts. Did you have any other thoughts after watching this series premiere? Um, I really want to go to Man- Montana. <laughs> I've always wanted to, by the way, but like this, uh, this episode made it very enticing for me. It was very scenic, love the mountains, love the the trees i'm i love nature you know i have an appreciation for nature i don't need to be in it for long periods of time but Mm -hmm. i can do it you know for a little bit well i Um, think you'll be okay because you're a black woman i say if you if you a young white girl you may want to watch this show as a cautionary tale (laughs) even though let me just say that the one sister who was driving frustrated me so bad because i think she took things to another level that road rage situation was too much i said the same thing and as far as ryan philippi i just simply wrote well Like, bye, baby. We thought she was about to be getting a check. 
looking forward to seeing him i i still enjoy him i mean he's peak you know late 90s oh yeah <laughs> cruel I just, intentions i just read by the way that he thought his parents were going to disown him after that movie because he went to like a christian school growing up so it was mm-hmm. very like out of the box that movie was crazy that it was very risque right very risque yes. at the time, especially at that time and that was what 1999 something Anyway, I digress. Last thing I wanted to ask about was love triangle. What do you think about the love triangle between him, his ex-wife, and Kylie's character? I'm not invested, so I don't know. Did you feel like, though, it was, you know, because I remember seeing the the previews and thinking that he was messing with the blonde Mm -hmm. on Kylie, but obviously he's still married to the blonde, Mm -hmm. and Kylie is a friend. So in my mind, immediately, Kylie, you're wrong. What are you doing? Yes, yes. I mean, obviously, immediately, but the wife ultimately went back to him because I was like, okay, we're doing all this cat fighting. Who's going to talk to the dude? You know, know. is he going to get these hands too? Uh, so. <laughs> Let me just say, that was a hell of a fight. They fought, fought. I said, she punched her. She sucker punched her. And they like, kept going. They yes. kept going. There was no hair pulling. There was no wrestling mm-hmm. around. No, we throwing punches busted lips and eyes so um i was just wondering if he was gonna get some and uh well he did get some but a little bit (laughs) no he got he did get i got it i got it i got it (laughs) um and but when she said you know i know our friend she would not have done um done what she'd done if she thought there was a chance for us and apparently is there a chance for us? And so I thought that was interesting. I again, I, I'm not invested enough uh, for me to have any strong opinions or emotions towards it. You know what I compared it to when I was watching it was what Jada Pinkett said about when you've never been married before, you don't necessarily understand what it's like to go through the dissolution of a relationship or a marriage. And she felt mm. like she should have never stepped into that when mm. Will Smith's first marriage mm-hmm. was ending. That's yes. kind of what I took into that moment. Cause I was like, even if you thought it was over, whatever, mm-hmm. there's still, there's still ramifications to your Obviously, actions you need to think about. Exactly. They feel comfortable enough to still, you know, do what they need to do. Mm-hmm. I'm like, and they until, have a child. They have and a they child. have a child. So until you know those tie, those ties are officially severed. You shouldn't. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't step into that at all. Exactly. Um. So a couple micro micro doses. <laughs> Zendaya's essence shoot. You wanted. You brought this to my attention, and I mm-hmm. when, once you once you sent it to me, I was like, oh, I do remember seeing that. Her mm-hmm. shoot for the November, December issue for Essence. They've been doing their 50th anniversary celebration. Mm-hmm. Z is our girl. Yes. What 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 were your thoughts about, you know, wardrobe, styling, her interview, all those things? Mm-hmm. So I didn't get a chance to read the interview, but I, I've just still been glued to these pictures. Okay. And so... <laughs> They are all in black and white. Replicate the looks of Danielle Luna, who was a iconic 1960s supermodel, one of the oh. first black supermodels. And um, I'm I really love that she um, did this shoot with her wonderful stylist La La Roach. Love mm-hmm. him. Follow him on Instagram. I just. Uh, they these these black and white photos are just breathtaking as far as i'm Mm -hmm. concerned i can't even tell you which one i love most but i'll try okay so one of my (laughs) (laughs) my favorite look would be um 
when she's just sitting up in this like feather moment Mm-hmm. And her hand is on her knee, and she's just, uh, she's a model, obviously. I thought that L shoot was everything, by the way, because she's on the cover of that this month, um, this upcoming month as well. But this Essence shoot is just, it just blew it out the water. And like I said, it's legendary. I got a chance to look up again this supermodel, and I would love to hear more about her story because she's she's from Detroit okay. uh, originally, and then um, then she shot to Fashion World, you know, stardom, and then she crashed really hard and died from a drug overdose. Oh, so and, and she married an, an Italian photographer and everything. Like it, she has, you know, that that lively hollywood stardom life she also was an actress and i don't know i would love to know more about her like it'd be really nice that if this could like you know get people more interested in this this model because the, yeah. the her her pictures are like one for one like iconic picture you know redoing iconic picture after iconic picture so mm-hmm. what what did you think yeah, I mean, uh, you already spoke to really the fashion, which, as you mentioned, is gorgeous. Uh, Zendaya is one of my sheroes when it comes to fashion. Um, mm-hmm. And I think uh, one of the reasons for that is not just because I think she has impeccable style, but also because we have similar body types. So when I see her wear things that are beautiful and I see her aesthetic, it's like, oh, I could wear that. I would wear that. And I know that it would look good on me and not just something that, you know, someone else will wear that I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. that's really cute. So I also loved in the interview side of it that she really utilized the opportunity to uplift and praise Black women, especially Black women who are in the industry. You know, she's Mm -hmm. name dropping Lena and Issa and just really talking about this moment and how, you know, when Black women win, you know, she's excited to see it at all times and she hopes that that kind of continues. So Mm -hmm. I absolutely loved it. Again, I've loved Zendaya. You know, I was super excited when she became the youngest person Mm -hmm. ever to win an Mm -hmm. Emmy Award. Like, that is my girl. So... I, I was able to interview because I subscribed to Essence, so I didn't get mine in the mail. Oh, well, those yet. are just excerpts. I did okay. not read the full. Those <laughs> are just excerpts out on the website that they have from, like, her just doing and talking about things mm-hmm. while she was... And I just want to let the listeners know that as well. I'm I'm waiting for my... I'm waiting for my... Uh, my Copy. subscription. <laughs> Got <laughs> you. Um, so another mini, mini micro dose is the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air reunion that mm. just came out on HBO Max today. When I tell you I had to figure out so fast if I had access and how to access it, <laughs> this show is, I, first I wrote down Black sitcom royalty, but it's just sitcom royalty. Yes. Um, there were a lot of stories, obviously, that, you know, as audience, we've never heard. And I know some of them are out on social media, on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Probably the most impactful for me, though, was getting to hear uh, original Aunt Viv, OG Aunt Viv, mm-hmm. uh, Jeanette Hubert kind of say her piece about what happened and the real story behind that and to see that kind of be mended. And then I just want to touch real quick on our favorite episodes of Fresh Prince. So, I just have to say my favorite episode when I was thinking about it after hearing them, I was just got me thinking about it for myself. I think it's still when Tevin Campbell was on, he's saying Ashley happy birthday, because obviously <laughs> I am Ashley and I was in love with Tevin Campbell as well. And I said, he was singing oh to me. Okay. He was singing <laughs> to me. 
still my favorite, I think, in terms of, you know, uh, the body of work I loved as a whole, but that one stuck with me. What's an episode of yours that really stuck with you or that you think was a favorite from, from the six seasons of the show? Um, there, there are several, and they're featuring um, amazing Black women um, all the features TV. were phenomenal yeah. yes so uh the first one was with uh gina i'm so sorry tisha campbell yeah <laughs> when she was dating will and they were like stuck in the basement or something and then like like she just slowly started just peeling off everything so memorable that's my second favorite episode <laughs> i have written down she was like he was talking about uh your hair is real this is real what else is real and then she starts popping off her fake nails here 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 i'm like yeah first of all every black female it, uh <laughs> actress was Make featured in way. that show at yes. some point in time except for yes. jada because yes. i think the story was that's that they right. said jada was too short and he was like well, yes. i guess if you can't be in the show i guess you're gonna be my wife you know yes. like that's how yes i love it I picture it yeah um loved it when uh even though she tyra's starting to get on my nerves more and more as i get older i feel like i don't oh, have no. the, i don't have the uh the patience for her but anyway Loved it when uh, they ran into each other when um, Carlton and Will were in college and she worked at the, yeah, whatever, the, ma- the, the I was about store. to say the Max, but that was Saved by the Bell. Uh, uh, yeah. It was the bookstore, the college yeah. bookstore and how yeah. um, they like reunited. I love that. And then um, I'm trying to think, there was another one where they went out skiing and I forgot who was the feature in that one. Was it? Was it like a Vanessa Williams or something? I mean, it's possible, right? I can't even remember. They showed, you know, they showed a clip where, you know, even Vivica, you know, everybody has been on that show, you know, at one point in time. But I loved it because Queen was on there. Queen Latifah was on Mm -hmm. there at one point. And then, of course, the legendary episode when they do dumb bum 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 oh they were in vegas yes jump on it jump on which it. they would do every friday in will's room they were talking about that in terms of mm-hmm. like how did their wind down for the week again love i just it. i love fresh prince i love mm-hmm. the energy of the show also love the point where you get to hear will kind of talk about how his process went to actually get into the show so that was another highlight of me from the reunion mm-hmm. but you know if you like kind of behind the scenes stuff which you and i do yes. i think you'll really enjoy this fresh prince Bel Air reunion everybody except for obviously rest in peace james avery was oh. on the reunion so yes. it's worth the check out hbo max by the way people if you have hbo you do have access to hbo max yes. so don't don't worry it can be kind of st- weird because we have our hbo max through our hulu and mm-hmm. not everything shows up you have to go straight to the app and maybe like cast it to your tv it's and, they and make it's it different devices because the fire stick just got hbo max but we have rokus and mm-hmm. so the rokus don't yet have it so yeah i just downloaded it on my phone i watched it on my phone easy so Did you? okay yeah so the last micro micro dose is just me and you we're missing versus season two kickoff tonight we're we recording are. this on the thursday with jeezy yes. and gucci yeah and first of all i didn't know about the super beef bad blood between the two of them i don't know where i've been me but me neither I'm going to need somebody to call me after this and let me know, you know, that everything goes smoothly because, you know, I didn't know this is what Gucci got a murder charge for. I'm like, hold on. What? 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 
Yes. No. First of all, yes. out of all the verses, I was least interested in this one because okay. frankly, I know more Jeezy than, than Gucci. I hated Gucci for a very long time. Like mm. him saying Gucci, like every other, I just couldn't, I couldn't. And then he went to jail. Right. And then I don't, has he had a lot of hits since he's been back? I've seen his wedding. I saw that he married the woman who, you know, held him down all those years. Right. But uh, I feel I like I know follow, way more, way yeah, more Gucci Gucci. music. I don't follow Gucci like that in terms of his music. I agree with you. But again, I'm, I don't really follow either closely. Again, no. I was just more so once I heard about season two was launching, I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. let me see. Originally, mm-hmm. T.I. was going to be in it. And then they decided yes. it was going to be, because I guess I think Gucci originally turned it down. Really? And then, yeah, and then stepped in. So, you know, again, I need somebody to call me tomorrow, which is today probably when everybody's hearing this and let me know what <laughs> happened. Because uh, the Brandy and Monica was fire, you know, but that was a different type of, of beef. You know, that was some R&B yes. beef. This is some rap beef. So and hope they all could goes not well. fake it. Or at least Monica couldn't fake it long enough. Girl, Brandy all the texts you were much. sending me during that <laughs> was hilarious. <laughs> was hilarious. But, but I digress. Girl. I'm going to turn it over to you for our recap of the 40-year-old version. Yes, 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 yes. So this week's recap is the 40-year-old version. It is a Netflix original. Netflix bought this film from Sundance, which won, uh, which award did it win? It won the U.S. Dramatic Competition Directing Award. It is is starring uh, Rada Blank, who is writer producer director and star of this film uh she's also have credits as a producer for she's got to have it the series also a netflix original and is that right yes ma'am because this gave me vibes Uh, because we will get there because yes i have lots to say on that too uh the film is two hours and four minutes long it's rated r which is kind of refreshing considering everything's ma (laughs) (laughs) including this podcast anyway (laughs) including this podcast So, the official description of the movie, um, Rada, a down-on-her-luck New York playwright, is desperate for a breakthrough before 40. But when she foils what seems like the last shot at success, she's left with no choice but to reinvent herself as rapper Romulus Prime. Uh, Ron... Rodimus Prime. Yes, Rodimus. Thank you, Ashley. The 40-year-old version follows Rada as she uh, goes between the worlds of hip-hop and theater on a quest to find her true voice. A fresh addition to the New York City Slice of Life canon shot in lush black and white 35mm Blank's film is an ode to the unfulfilled and those whose adversity gives them a one-of-a-kind story to tell. Again, it's starring Rada Blank, also Peter Kim as Archie, Oswin Benjamin as D, the music producer, Amani Lewis as Elaine, one of the students, uh, Hiscari Vasquez as Rosa, Antonio or- 
Ortez as Waldo, TJ Adams as Camille, and Reed uh, Bernie as Jay Whitman, who's the producer. I wanted to go uh, back a little bit. A lot of people, they have done other work, but none really stand out. I will say the young lady who plays Rosa is in the new Save by the Bell remake that's coming to Peacock. Cool. And um, and yeah, so overall reception. Um, I heard about this film from all my favorite Black creators, i.e. Matthew Cherry, the Oscar-winning um, creator of Hair Love, the animated short, and Ava DuVernay, who is <laughs> legend. So um, I, I followed them heavy on Twitter, and I remember back in October, there was a lot of uh, buzz around this movie because it did well at Sundance. And again, like I mentioned previously, Netflix acquired it and it had its first trailer and, it, um, and a release date. So overall, Rotten Tomatoes critics love this movie um, at 98%. Audience gives it a 63% score. Hmm. And um, and it's up first. It has nominations at the uh, Gotham Awards, which features a lot of Black talent. And so, Ashley, how would you grade grade this movie? So I ended up giving this a minus, and I have okay. to say, I ended up the first time I watched it, I had to split it into two parts because I, I was traveling. So. I was so thoroughly entertained as I was watching this for the first time <laughs> from her, from her, uh, you know, kind of comedic slants that I was seeing with like the situation on the bus and yes. uh, just so many scenes that were so lighthearted, but also, you know, you could see happening in real life. I really enjoyed to just again, being able to relate to her, you know, I'm not 40 yet but you know I can mm -hmm. see that day and I think a lot of the things that transpired in the movie you know I really really could relate to and enjoy it on that level but again there were so many um things that I equated it to right like like I said she's got to have it with the black and white mm -hmm. I enjoyed that very much mm -hmm. um the fact that you know we're getting to see someone who's kind of at a stagnant point in their life and kind of the transformation of that was exciting because I didn't know necessarily where we were going to go with it. Mm -hmm. So overall, you know, I just, I so thoroughly enjoyed it. I got a lot from it, which is one of the reasons why, one of the reasons I've said in the past where I give a, a higher grade is when you really stop and make me kind of evaluate and think about things. Mm -hmm. So from mm -hmm. that level, you know, I was thoroughly entertained. And so I give it a minus. Yay! I gave it an A minus also. Oh my gosh! Twinning today. <laughs> we are on the same page. I think this is our first time. Actually, it is. It is. Yeah. Yes. So I enjoyed it. There were there were several moments in the film where I I got a good laugh in, yes. and it was refreshing because there's so many things that are meant to be like critically acclaimed and awesome and wonderful and you're like mm, I get it but it's not really funny right. <laughs> exactly. I mean? and exactly. I really loved her humor in this film and um Yes, yeah, so we'll we'll talk more about our impressions in a moment, but I, I just loved it. I, I highly recommend it. I was a little nervous though, because I even though 
I didn't really see the trailer. I did see everything in black and white, but all I know, all I knew before watching it was okay, black creative, a lot of buzz. I saw the poster. I'm like, oh, this should be fun. And so when I saw it and I saw everything was in black and white, I got a little nervous, like, uh, okay, hopefully this isn't too artsy fartsy that, you know, I'm not going to get it. So, but yeah, definitely loved her humor. I think what it helped with with the black and white for me, sorry, I'm so sorry to interrupt. Oh, no worries. With the black and white, I think what it did for me was to help to create a divide between everything else that we watch because Mm -hmm. it made it stand out more. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Like, I was Mm -hmm. like, oh, this is refreshing because I don't ever see anything in black and white anymore. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And the only reason why I gave it an an A minus instead of a, a solid A would be the ending. And we'll definitely talk about that. So, okay. Is there anything you want to say before our spoiler alert? No, let's get into it, girl. All right, spoiler alert. All right. So, first impressions. Do you, do you want to go, or can I go go with mine? <laughs> feel free to feel free to take us take us moving forward. Okay. So, when I first started watching it, I was like, okay heavy spike lee vibes right yeah, <laughs> like exactly. heavy everything from obviously the black and white from she's gotta have it and granted spike didn't invent that but Mm-mm. you know from the music to the interviews uh with like neighborhood people i'm like exactly oh, very spike lee yes um, and it's th- new york it's the setting it's the vibe yes yes and that was my second point because these are practically like Point one A, point one B. Very, very New York. Okay, yes. <laughs> like you I, don't... I kept, I kept waiting on the Nola Darling music because remember how she had a certain music. <laughs> I kept waiting to hear yes. that. <laughs> yes, and um, but obviously she still used like a jazzy soundtrack you know in the background but which New York, was her father's music by the way that was her yes, father's music impressive. beautiful yes, yes um and uh but New York itself was definitely a character in itself like it was a New York film okay and um as I mentioned before a lot of praise and even in an an award and honestly I'm looking forward to seeing um how well it does this uh, award season also with um it's so weird with COVID because so many things would have happened at this point, right? So yeah, Golden Globes, Oscars. I'm 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 hoping that it gets it gets some real recognition, you know, since we're in this Black Lives Matter moment in our society. Yeah, I'd be um, very curious. I, I I think I'm I'm a little less hopeful than you may be, it sounds like, because I'm thinking I thoroughly enjoyed it, but I don't know still yet if the if the powers that be, the forces that be. I know again that there have been attempts to broaden diversity, mm-hmm. but I'm still a little skeptical about if certain things that they may not be able to easily relate to will be recognized. But I uh, think it's great. I think it's so. great, and if anything, it'll be the little movie that could. And I'm not calling her movie little, but you know what I mean. Like if yeah. if, if we can get this, she's not a well known person. So exactly, yeah. the cast isn't. They're not full of well known actors or anything like that. It's almost like Moonlight in some ways, obviously, which um, almost makes it more enjoyable too, because these people are these characters. It's not like you're looking at an actor who you know from X, yes. Y, and Z. You're seeing people, yes. and you're like, oh, that is Rosa, that is Rada. Like these mm-hmm. are these people, because I don't know. Mm-hmm from anything else 
And it's so well, that's so well put because we've been so inundated with so many celebrity, celebrity, celebrity shows from game shows to, to TV shows, to movies and best friend celebrities come together to make their films and things like that. Like it's just, we're always inundated with that. So honestly, to go through um even the cast list i'm like i've never seen any of these people in anything or if they've been in anything they've just been you know back, background characters there's no such thing as small characters or actors <laughs> just, that's very but, true um, and so um so yeah especially like her especially like her friend archie but we'll we'll get into that so what's your first impression <laughs> So again, definitely to your point about the she's got to have it spikely. Once I moved past that, I felt like this movie was so much about relationships. Like I think almost every note I have is relationship with her students in class, relationship with Archie, relationship with her mother who has is deceased. You know, mm -hmm. it's very much about, you know, her, not just her relationship with herself and her rediscovery of herself and her talents and kind of where she wants to go, but it's also centered in my opinion on her relationships with all these other characters and kind of where they are in their lives and how they intersect. So that was, I guess, a, a top note that I had for that. Um, other first impressions, again, I, as a Black woman, fully can relate to Rada's character. I found her to be interesting. I found yes. her to be humorous as That's hell. why I think I got her humor so well, right? Yes. Like, yes. It's just like, and you know, the struggle too, obviously one of the main things is, is staying true to yourself, especially in the yes. midst of the pressure to conform in order to be successful because, you know, mm. she's been struggling as a playwright and she has this opportunity to possibly be able to have a regional theater production, but at what cost, right? Yes. So at the cost of her conforming and not being able to use her voice in the way she wants to. So, you know, that whole or idea, especially- being broke. <laughs> yeah, that whole idea, especially as a black person or a person of color of having mm -hmm. to compromise who you really are for the mm -hmm. sake of, you know, the coin, as she ends up saying on her rhymes, mm -hmm. um, was, you know, was a central theme and I could relate to that aspect as well. And um, I guess kind of the, the last theme I guess I can think of is the idea of never being afraid to like reinvent oneself and yes. to kind of go back to things that maybe you had lost because yes. with her being a rapper at some point you could have thought that came out of the blue but then you realize well she's been rapping since she was in high school yes. so it's not this new art form for her it's just something she kind of let go of mm -hmm. and now she's rediscovering and reinventing who she wants to be in the future so I thought that was Absolutely. a beautiful message you're never too old it's never too never. late it doesn't matter what path you're on yes. I definitely love that as an element of this story so yes well said well said so for this recap I'm going to touch upon larger moments in the movie so feel free to bring up um, some things along the way, but I'm just going to try to touch upon large, large moments. So um, Rada is a woman, as we mentioned, who's lost her way. She was once on top of her career, making the 30 under 30 list as a, a playwright. Um, however, her glory days are behind her. So waiting for her glory days to return, she's doing the one thing that she thought she'll never do teach you know the first thing that came to mind for me is you know those who can't do teach right and so right. she's teaching a rowdy group of high school students who oddly love talking about genitalia <laughs> <laughs> so it's Rana, odd at that age though right. I mean we're still talking about genitalia <laughs> in our 30s so you know I don't know how odd it was I was like listen that's probably about the age you're like hey everything's going a little crazy 
Yes. And so uh, <laughs> Rada is also putting pressure on herself because she's knocking on 40's door. So she has, so she's, she has this cup that she's been carrying around, which I thought was hilarious. She's essentially smoothing her way to her 40th birthday. She calls it 40, 40 pounds by 40. I love it. <laughs> and so in efforts to, uh, you know, do something that she would be proud of before her 40th, she decided to actively work on finding um, a workshop for her, her play Harlem Ave, which is essentially about uh, a black couple trying to make it and um, they're faced with gen- gentrification in their neighborhood. She first goes to Umojo Theater where she meets Foster. And uh, we can, we can I think, start I think here. His name, I think his name is, is Forrest, actually. Oh, Forrest. Yes, yes, thank you. But he is, <laughs> he is one of the funniest characters in the entire film. Like, he is yes. the epitome of being artistic, being about, you know, the, the realness of self-expression. He said yes. cause, it's about cause, not commerce. Um, yes. You know, he was very much, you know, I, the, I am one, I'm one with the people. When he has the person performing on stage and he's just going, I don't feel it. I'm like, You know, that's man. the rapper, um, Yama, yes. yeah, yes, Yama, Yama M.A., or what's her name? I don't know her name, but I, I, I did recognize her as a rapper yes. for sure. There were a um, lot of rappers sprinkled throughout uh, the film which too. Which makes sense, right? Because yes. again, that's what Rada's second act is about to look like. Yes. Uh, but yeah, I thought Forrest was hilarious. I loved him so much. Yes. And one of the parts where I laughed the most at is she's like, I know black theater is usually under resources and underfund. And at that very moment, there was a leak from the silliness. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I also love because my mom's name is Karen. She was like, "Listen, can we talk to another ancestor? Because I got an aunt Karen, and I know she would not want me to be broke. You know, <laughs> who are you talking to?" I think again, it just showed the epitome of like the challenges of staying true to yourself while trying yes. to survive. Like you're a grown adult, you have bills to pay. Yes, and so they contrast that going to Umojo Theater to going to this fancy, you know, smoothie um dinner uh hosted by jay whitmer who is a producer and she got invited because her wonderful agent archie so let's talk about archie yes my favorite character of this movie mine too Uh, besides rada obviously obviously rada is everything but archie is such a great uh companion to rada he's a ride or die he's he's such a ride or die so he's her agent who is willing to do anything to help her including sexual favors Uh, (laughs) and um he's obviously a little bit more financially successful than Rada. Um, that's something that I noticed. Um, but he's living his best life. Uh, what 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 else would you like to add about um, uh, Archie? Archie? I mean, I think it was just so funny that, you know, they were able to give her a best friend that she had known for so long. So you're able to kind of see, again, a different side of Rada, which is, you know, the growing up side, the fact that, you know, they went to prom together, all those things were just like anecdotal, interesting mm-hmm. notes about her character and his character. So mm-hmm. the fact they've been able to maintain a bond and also work together 
is amazing. And the fact that Archie, again, when I say he's a ride or die, tickled yes. the old white man's balls so that she could get back <laughs> into his good graces. Oh, but we're, we're not there yet because I want to get to that point for sure. So Okay. I one just of say, the things he, he was a ride or die. <laughs> ride or die for sure. So she then goes to this party, as I mentioned, with Jay Whitman, hosted by Jay Whitman. And um, he's obviously, like I'm assuming, um, a character, a caricature of New York producers, you know, Broadway, very of themselves, very um, artistic, but uh, out of touch. <laughs> and one of the ways that they described him she referred to him as um, a producer of black poverty porn plays. <laughs> poverty porn. Listen, that's a new, that was a new term. And for I anyone it. who didn't know, but you know, the first thing that came to mind for me was uh, Precious, which was the epitome of black poverty porn Ooh. because it just was, it was too much. It was just like, what? Yeah, it, was it was coming it was coming at all all being molested by both parents like yeah, that was a lot we could stop there i'm good i'm good <laughs> so so in this party she's trying to convince him to produce a, a, her workshop which eventually would become a play for harlem ave and their conversation was really interesting ashley because um i i did quote him on this particular moment so he was like she was you know giving him you know the elevator ele elevator put pitch and uh, after she was done with it he essentially looked at her and said you know it rained a little inauthentic I asked myself did a black person really write this <laughs> girl <laughs> think i have that quoted in my notes too i was like this white man is really talking to this black woman he was so offensive delora he was so deeply so oblivious offensive. to it so yes. oblivious to it but again you could even see before she went and spoke to him that she already knew what she was gonna get from him yes. so yes you know it's he already had that reputation but again to what extent as audience we knew what he was gonna say we i was unprepared i was fully unprepared i was like my mouth was a game and I was laughing. He did not just say. And then a moment before that, that made me realize what she was in for was, do you recall the two white women yes. had a discussion about a multiracial revival of fences? Yes. I said, yes. Lord Jesus, do not uh, let anybody see this and get this ludicrous idea in their head. They said the all women revival of 12 angry men. Girl, I, <laughs> but not this scene was so deeply offensive. I just couldn't handle it. And so mind you, it. mind you, he said all this to her face, right? He did. And then, and then he was like, well, you know, work on it some more and maybe I'll consider. And then he's like, but you will help me for my Harriet Tubman, the musical, right? And Ashley, in this moment, she choked this man out. <laughs> Which I thought was a montage. I didn't think it was real. <laughs> I did not think it was real. I was like, this really happened? Right. How is she not, first off, arrested? And then, and then even have, exactly. I mean, we'll get to the point where, we'll, we'll, we'll get to the point. So 
she chokes this man out <laughs> and in her despair because she knew she she effed up royally okay <laughs> in her despair it it led her to start to rap and we realize that rapping as you mentioned before is something that she did in high school and she was really good at and so what was really surprising to me is she met up with Archie after the debacle yeah. <laughs> and and she was convinced that rapping is the thing to do and he's just like honey I can try to get you another meeting with him and I thought that was really interesting I'm like what type of audacity I mean people have a, a lot of audacity these days we find this in the news every day uh but <laughs> the thing that he he was Archie was convinced that he could get Rada another meeting with what Whitman to consider her freaking play. What did you think about that? I just thought so this at is that unrealistic. Point, at that point, my thought was Archie, what did you do for this man? Because the scene that we as an audience <laughs> saw, he said no, and he said there was nothing else to talk about. Yes. So this next scene, I'm like, Archie, what favors? You know what I'm thinking of? I'm thinking of on the fire festival, and I'm thinking of what's his name? Andy. Yeah. I'm like, sir, Archie, <laughs> what did you do? What did you yes. do, Archie? You know, I was a little concerned. For some water. Wasn't it for cases of water he, for the fire? He, was re- he went home to the shower, <laughs> gargled some mouthwash. I, I'm ready. I'm he was ready. Everything. He was too ready. <laughs> so I was just like, that's what y'all about to do with my dude, Archie. Y'all about to make Archie go down this path? mind you you, archie is doing all the work and rada is is over here talking about no i'm writing i'm about to make a mixtape and and you know what she was she was coming at him a little sideways too like that voicemail she left him i was like you have to talk to him like that yeah i get that you are friends but yeah yes yes so she so obviously harlem ev is on ice because as far as she's concerned she's going to focus on her rap career, right? Mm -hmm. So she finds this producer on Instagram and she's introduced to producer D. I love that she pays him with weed. (laughs) (laughs) And the first, the first meeting with him didn't go so well because he didn't make time for her. And so she's also so socially awkward. It seems like at first. Socially awkward. Okay. And so, uh, an, but okay, so she didn't get a chance to do anything the first night. However, the second time she stopped by, uh, she tried to tell him about himself. And I loved how she was like, for us to be brothers and sisters, you let me leave out of here at two something in the morning and take the train by myself. And then I love how he was like, oh no, it was actually this time. We 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 made sure you were okay. And yeah. I kinda I kinda that was the first sign of him being you know, kind of endearing, like, you know, don't let the, the silent, awkward, it's not even awkward, he's just, how would you describe him, Ashley? Again, he was definitely socially awkward, but it wasn't in that way of, like, it's, it's unintentional, it's quite intentional, my thing with it was, mm-hmm. and I thought about this on my second viewing, first yeah. time I was like, oh, he cares, second time I was like, that's creepy as hell, why didn't you say anything, <laughs> why did you just follow this woman to the, to the subway stop and you ain't say nothing, that's creepy, stop being weird, yeah announce yourself and then later when i find out and i don't want to go uh, uh ahead of you that he has a car i was even more upset but anyway i digress yes, that's I digress. right i didn't even make that connection because Girl. you know being in new york or i'm not from new york but uh, what i'm trying to say is watching new york 
uh, stories, movies, what have you, you know, taking the subway or walking is a way of life. So, exactly. you know, you don't, Normal. the assumption is that, you know, most people do not have cars. <laughs> so. And yet when, when he does that doop doop, I'm like, oh, oh, oh that oh. was you. That's, That's you. how we do. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> Got it. Got it. Appreciate that. <laughs> but, uh, so then she, the second time she, she met up with him, he is just, it's, so the first time it was a lot of people the second time it was just him and her so uh it was so funny because uh he had a beat going he's like oh you don't want this one and so she was like well can i you know it was really funny because because he didn't really talk but she was doing all the talking and and giving him all of her artistic big words and everything like that that part was really funny to me Mm -hmm. um but they finally find a beat and she goes in and it's quite impressive and he's blown away obviously for him to be so stone code faced and uh quiet he actually was like yo you really want to do this mixtape like i got you on the beats <laughs> realize she's talented and it's like oh okay i guess we gonna get serious about you then which i mean to his point i guess probably being a producer and working you know out of his house and all that he probably has a lot of people who come in and waste his time so he didn't know yes. whether or not to take her seriously so you know, at one point in time, I was a little like, I resent the fact that it took her hopping on the mic and being spit before. Yeah, but at the yeah. same time, I get it, though. I understood, I think, where he was coming from, as we kind of see in the series, too. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I let it go. That part I let go, Delora. Again, the car thing, I'm not letting go. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll hop over a little bit to her classroom. So she, she in high school, um, she's teaching playwriting to her students and they're trying to come up with um something to write on uh, something to write their play about and they <laughs> honestly I, I can't even tell you with full confidence what exactly they landed on but it has something to do with vaginas and penises and i think uh sperm uh, yeah, sorry i think it was something like the <laughs> sperm has to woo the egg type of deal to make a baby <laughs> something like that the and then there was a crown there was yes, a crown there was a crown there was like a like a not a hero but a main person yeah trying to yeah and so the the best part about the school scenes for me were um you know how lively her students were obviously I think one of my favorite lines is I think there was a fight that went on or something and she's like you know what this is in dangerous minds yes. the cops or something crazy like that to Elaine who in my opinion Elaine was like a living uh internet troll like yes you're so miserable and I'm trying to understand where your misery comes from because it clearly yes. is not it has nothing to do with me, right? You could tell there was something else going on with her. And then mm-hmm. Avery, the fact that Avery and Rosa both had crushes on her. Like what Avery says, yes. I turned 20 in two weeks. I'm like, sir, I need you to take five steps. Wait, wait. But what was so Why funny? still in high school? Wait, what was so funny was when he came on to Rada like that, and she was on that voice call, the way she looked at her, that boy was like, all right, Archie, I need for you to call me back now because I might go to jail. <laughs> I 
I might either kill or F one of my students. It was basically what she said. Like, Avery, stop trying me. You know what I mean? Like, cut that this out. That was so funny to me. Oh, my gosh. Cut this out. I love the students. I think, you know, everybody, you know, the, the, the camaraderie between um, the ones who really supported her. Again, the fact yes. that some of them were crushing on her. I thought the whole scenario was really cute. Yes. So, um... So now I'm going to go to the showcase. So the one thing about D, he had so much confidence in Rada's skills. He invited her to this like showcase. So essentially all the artists, all the rap artists were using D's music. And um, she was obviously nervous. And so in getting ready for the show, again, we started to see a softer side of D. <laughs> he was like, okay, you're nervous. You got this. You got this. Um, and so they end up doing like a quick cypher behind the stage and uh, she was uh, getting ready to uh, go up on stage and one of the guys from the cypher offered her some weed mm-hmm. and she went ahead and puff puff passed mm-hmm. and um, you want to you want to take it from here Ashley? <laughs> I mean so I, I think in her mind, at first she rejected it, and then she thought, well, no, actually, this can help me to really relax, right? Yes. It's like, you know, this may be what I need. She was in her head. She was worried, but I think whatever strain, and I can't remember what the strain supposedly was, uh, did actually, not do what she thought it was going to do for real her. Real talk, though, I really thought, I'm like, I hope this wasn't laced with crack. <laughs> I didn't even think that. You know what I thought, though? I was like, anytime that you are playing with, like, any substances, you don't necessarily always know how you're going to react. So my thought was, if you're already nervous and you're going up in front of a crowd, weed is not necessarily the best thing to, like, get you going for that, you know? You'd be better off just taking a couple of shots of tequila So when she kept saying, yo, 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 I'm like, oh, my God, she's about to crash and burn. And I will say the one thing this movie did very well were the awkward, cringy moments. And that Mm. right there was, was so cringy. I was like too high, yo. And it was a complete flop. And, and the thing, um, the reason why I brought up the students was the students were so excited to see her. They heard about her rapping and they were all there front row cheering her on and Mm -hmm. Rhonda choked. Rhonda she she <laughs> she choked <laughs> multiple times she, she in did. this uh in this film but this one really took her out right she was like it did. i'm done i'm done it at did. This. it honestly pretty much you know she she doubted herself again essentially she was mm-hmm. just like you know i thought this was my little ray of hope mm-hmm. to try you know to redirect and she like i mentioned she choked and so she gave up on that dream Mm-hmm. So good news. <laughs> Rhonda got the green light for Harlem Ave um, with Whitman. Mm. Archie is a miracle worker, Ashley. Why, Delora? Can we speak to that now? We Why? absolutely can. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, girl. What did that mean I have to do? Archie tickled some balls. Oh get, my gosh. That is the most random thing to do, by Ex- the way. Exactly. <laughs> that was my thing. It was like, 
it was it was shocking in the fact that it was so minor. I was like, hold on, minor. so was this in was this out outside of clothing? Did he strip naked? You know, exactly. but like my mind went wild. I was like, why is this his thing? Why? It's so and, random. It's almost one of those things where it's so petty, but it also shows dominance. You know what I mean? That must be it, probably, is the power. Kind of like the kiss the ring thing to, to mm-hmm. show, like, I can make you do this. Exactly. I agree. That had to be it. Because I'm like, that was very <laughs> minuscule uh, in terms of sexual favors that he could have asked for. But of I agree. all the things. <laughs> I think it was definitely about the control and the power in that moment to say, listen, I can get you to do whatever I need you to do to get what I want out of you. So here Insane. we go. Insane. Insane. Yeah. Again, okay. aren't you a real one? <laughs> a real one. And um, so... Rhonda goes goes in and meet with um, women and they start discussing the script and before you know it the script evolves into something that is unrecognizable mm. and um, I loved her I loved her actors especially the husband and wife and I love the part where the wife was like why does she speak like this <laughs> And to see Rada in that moment try to make any justification for it, right? Because, yes. you know, she also doesn't agree with this. You know, she's also opposing this. I will and why say. the black woman, you had a black man, yes. a white woman, and a black woman, but only the black woman is speaking in some form of ebonics, essentially. Exactly. Like, we we gon', we got to make it. We gon' mm-hmm. make it or something of, is this of a that. Slave, is this a slave musical? Like, I'm exactly. confused what just happened. And I will say, in that moment, I was so disappointed in Rada because I felt like, yes, your script is evolving, but you can't, you don't have enough you know guts to push back just slightly like she could have changed that line as far as i'm concerned you know what would women would have noticed that i think in that moment she was feeling defeated to a certain extent because remember she had wanted a black director that didn't happen so i think maybe i knew that wasn't gonna happen by the way because because that was something that happened in that meeting she was like i absolutely would love to have a black director and he's like oh of course of course and i was like that's not gonna happen i kind of picked up on that right away yeah, so I think maybe that was the point is that she at that point had probably fought some fights and thought that she was going to be able to get certain things her way and it just kept coming back no and she was getting closer and closer to, you know, that first show to yes. to what do they call it, opening night? Yeah. Um so, you know, I think it was unfortunate. It was definitely disappointing and you could tell her internal struggle with it even though she wasn't necessarily as vocal about it just yet. Her theater life and her and her rapping career started to clash because D kept calling her calling texting like honestly she was making D sweat I I actually didn't expect him to be so uh persistent I was actually surprised by that that's when I started to really like him was Mm. the idea of him believing in her when she in her and her talent when she had stopped believing in herself you know that's when she needed you and you were there for her I appreciate that well said well said and so he was so persistent that he he found out where they where her workshop was and he stopped by one of the funniest scenes in the whole film okay tell me about it ashley with that old security guard he's He's like i will beat your ass let's like they said it chest to chest this man looks like he's 80 years old and d is 26 why are you doing this yes 
Yes, but you know, he was really bad about it. He was like, I will do what I have to do. But of course, Rada was there. She's like, he's with me. And he was able to take her home that night. And well, instead of taking her home, he made a, a couple of uh, stops. Um, more notably, they stopped at apparently a famous uh, rap battle place. Queen of the Ring. Yes, Queen of the Ring. That was so dope. It was. And so I really, again, with his persistence and trying to get her inspired again, I really, I did love that. Um mm-hmm that part i actually didn't know where they were going with this relationship until after the the battles oh let's talk about that really quick what what were your thoughts about the ba- battles how did you enjoy them like what i were your did I, I think my favorite rapper was the last female rapper who had the braids like she yes. had some of my favorite bars of everybody and i don't know if that was intentional like if she was supposed to be considered the best that's why she went i think last. so that's yeah, why everybody but, was trying to take shots at her. You always yeah, shoot up. <laughs> exactly. But I, I'm a I'm a, a, a rap battle lover in general. Like, I have always kind of enjoyed those things. I think, mm-hmm. you know, you get to say some things that people would find crazy, inappropriate in any other circumstance. Yeah. I mean, even and, the first rapper, like, the way she was putting, like, uh, I think effing time every time she, I think that's. Oh, like, yeah, they were hella the clever. Like I loved, I love the aggressiveness of the female rappers out of yes. New York. Like I think it's it's a just a different world. Um, it's a vibe. It's a vibe. And then I also, you know, I just again I respect the wittiness of being able to battle on the spot. You know what I yes. mean? This is not. I didn't take any time and write this down or think this out and go in the booth. You know, this is on the spot wit. So I respect the intellect that goes Straight into off that. The dome. Yeah, I respect it heavily. So I loved it. I also love the stairwell. You know, I love both of those scenes. You know, I think that really mm-hmm. is supposed to speak to you know the rap. You know, the rap love and the rap. Uh, kind of underground world that Rada mm-hmm. had probably been appreciating, but again, hadn't gotten back into since she was in high school potentially. Yes. So. Yes. And, um, and after the rap battle, it was so funny because <laughs> this is why I love this movie. Cause again, I feel like we were definitely on the same brain waves. So he was like, Oh, if there's anything else you need, um, you know, let me know. And that face, I was like, she is not about to ask this man to borrow his dick. And sure enough, <laughs> She broke that fourth wall, looked straight at us like, y'all know what's about to go down. Okay? Yo, I, 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 I was cracking up because I was like, I know she ain't going there. I know she go, ain't going there. She went there. She yes. went there. Yes. It was so funny. She sure did get her some D, literally. <laughs> That's that part where she was like, D, E-E-F-E-F-G-H-I. I was like, girl, like, okay. <laughs> All right, all right. I feel you. Gosh, oh my gosh. You better recite that alphabet. But uh their their connection seemed like it was cut off short because after even connecting with one of the things that I um didn't mention was they connected over the loss of their mothers. Yes. So we get a little bit more insight the morning after um just even about Rada and her life and then him and and how his mom you know introduced him to all the all the musical greats and things like that and train he even um was spitting a couple of things too like um 
Mama we, may we I? Really, Mama, yes. Mama may I? I was yes. saying that earlier for some reason. I was stuck in my head. <laughs> I mean, the level of vulnerability was very touching to me in that moment um, because it just proved that it was like more between them, you, you know? Delora, Something I, also, I did not expect. I didn't expect that at all. I also love this scene because he called her out on something that we had not thought about yet. At least I hadn't as an audience member was her relationship with her hair and why she was always covering yes. her hair with a hair wrap. And well again, said. as black women and because we just that get bad hair. always a conversation. Exactly. That and is you, a minimum 30 minutes long. <laughs> and you do come to find out that there was a reason behind that, right? You know, so yes. again... He did bring out things to her, and there was a connection. And what was that reason, Ashley? Just well, to... she basically said she felt like it was kind of like a, a a form of comfort for her. Mm-hmm. So whether you know we didn't we didn't really get a sense of whether that's been you know again since her mother passed because mm-hmm. one thing throughout this entire film is that her mother's passing has had a huge impact on the moment we're coming to. And mm-hmm. her mother, Rada's mother passed away in real life, by the way. So that mm-hmm. is a true mm-hmm. mirroring of art yes. and life, and. I think that this and, one we're coming into, maybe she felt like she needed that security to be able to continue to push forward. Yes. And, which makes and a lot to of sense. Also mention um within the film, her mom had been gone about a year. Yes, her point. mother and her brother's trying to get her to come to the house mm-hmm, to, mm-hmm. you know, look at stuff, clean stuff. She's avoiding it, right? That whole most of the film, she's avoiding confronting yes. this reality. Which by the way, another gem. Her mother, her mother's real art is what's featured in the movie. Yes, yes, I love that. I picked up on that as well. And um, I thought that was just beautiful, beautiful. And so, um, so where I was getting to uh, previously was, you know, their sweet connection was cut short because she essentially was blowing him off again he was like so when will you when when will i see you again i know you wanted to work on this mixtape he is ready and willing and she's just like oh well we're in rehearsals and essentially not making any time for him so he kind of stormed off yeah he was like you're not you're not saying you're not legit like did you want to make this mixtape or not so Mm -hmm. okay Mm -hmm. i can't i cannot do more for you than you're willing to do for yourself essentially exactly and uh tornado rada goes into archie's house and they're getting ready for the great premiere and uh she's essentially trying on some wonderful outfits and there's a disagreement going on between archie and rada as well because he called her a sellout Hmm. do you think she was in what what were your thoughts on that is she a sellout Yes. And do you need to sell out sometimes? That's another question I have for you. Oh, we, we don't, I don't think we have time for that <laughs> conversation today, Dora. You know, we trying to do better on our time, girl. But I will say, do I think in that moment she was a sellout? Yes. Because again, to our earlier point about, you know, the bare basics to me of, of what she wanted to do versus what the actual production ended up being. Yes. yes. In that sense, she was a sellout. Did I think that Archie was fair in that critique? I mm-hmm. agree with her that he helped contribute to her selling out absolutely now whether or not he can say well that you i did what you asked me to do i get all of that but you can't be in this with me and then all of a sudden point the finger and say but you're selling out like "Mm, sir but you're korean and i think you like to be a little more white than you do korean so you know Mm -hmm. what i mean like it was kind of a double-edged sword wait the other reason why i love archie is like he knew black rap um references like he referred to uh <laughs> he referred to rada after the choke when he had the meeting uh to talk you know 
trying to get back in touch with Whitman, he referred to her as Miss Sophie getting out of jail. Yes. I was rolling. I'm like, come through color purple references. It makes sense, right? Because of the, the world that he lives in. Yes. Um, that he definitely should hopefully know those references. Yes, yes, yes. So um, I, I felt really conflicted because like you mentioned, he helped her get there. And I, I do, I, I feel conflicted because I don't want to dismiss his work uh, the work that he did to get to that place right mm-hmm. but at the same time I know you don't want to go down this rabbit hole you kind of have to you kind of have to play chess and not checkers right in, in your career you gotta you gotta sacrifice some pawns mm. to get to get queened so I don't know um you know we'll talk about We'll talk about the Queen's Gambit much, much, much later. <laughs> at some point in time, yes. Yes, we will. So so at this point, Rhonda is spiraling. She is essentially fighting with everyone in her life who um, means something, whether it's in the theater world or her pending hip-hop career. And she finally finds time to see her brother. Yep. And... Um, it was it was finally it was great to see him because I mean at this point he <laughs> he just seemed like an elusive figure like okay she has a sibling um, but in this moment we got a chance to see more of her mom's art they're mm-hmm. essentially trying to figure out what to do with their mother's belongings and they have a really good conversation um, what what did you take away from this brother's visit? Well, for one, love that she used her real brother. Love all the family inclusion. Second Mm -hmm. was, I appreciated the fact that even though to me, it seemed like in this moment, she was trying to project her own insecurities onto her mother, um, Mm -hmm. that he reminded her, like, that's not our mother's journey. That's not the legacy that she's leaving is not of failure or not living out her dreams. Her dreams were fulfilled in totality because, you know, she got to do everything she wanted to do and more, you know, she loved us as her children. She loved her teaching. She loved her art. So I think in that moment, it helped to reposition her mindset in that, you know, this may be where you are, but again, don't put that onto mom and don't manifest that for yourself because that's where you happen to be sitting right now. So the stories we tell ourselves are so important and so critical to how Mm -hmm. we navigate through this life. And honestly, you know, you, you're reminded instantly of, you know, someone who, who was riding high at one moment in time, right? 30 Mm -hmm. under 30, what an accomplishment, but, um, (laughs) I'm going to insert some real life. I, I, there was this meme going around after, um, after the election, essentially just talking about how, you know, whether, regardless of your political affiliation, Kamala found the love of her life at what, 48 years old. And then she was able to raise be you know, reach the pinnacle of her career in her 50s you know joe biden uh had run three times previously and failed and Mm -hmm. he's reaching his his um you know the pinnacle of his career in his his 70s (laughs) and so essentially the conversation is 
they don't make 60 under 60, but that's okay. You know what I mean? Exactly. That's okay. You can, exactly. you can reroute, you can, you can, um, you know, continue to build towards something. If you're in your right mind and movement of your body, you can do anything you want to do. And, and as, I, my, I, as my screensaver on my phone says, stop, start over, let's fucking go. That's the mentality. Let's go. Let's that's the mentality. Go. Like, you know, again, <laughs> and again, Rada in real life is portraying that, right? I mean, she yes. she feels like she never compromised her artistry in real life. Mm-hmm. And now she's starting to reap the benefits in her 40s. So again, yes. you may not always reach it in time. And again, if you're obviously a God-fearing her. person, yes. you have some, you know, y- your faith, like, okay, God doesn't always bring you what you need in the time. You may see fit, but he will bring it in time when the it's less- Lessons learned in those quote unquote failures helps you to appreciate, you know, that summit, that mountaintop. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um, yes, in some of the reading of this movie, she said it took years to make this film. Mm-hmm. And um, I love how she also she also called this movie a love letter to, you know, people who might feel like their dreams are unfulfilled but uh you know but you know to keep going so absolutely beautiful message beautiful so we make it to open in night the mm-hmm. big show harlem Ave. and it seems like the audience is eating it up but rod is not having it she didn't even go into the room well everybody except forrest you know you see forrest of course. yes the reaction <laughs> Of the people, of the black folk. Of the black, wait, the, like, you know. I'm over this. The one thing <laughs> about our trash? culture is that we will tell you about yourself at all times. When he brought out the fan, I was like, oh, it's a wrap. Like, yeah, okay, he hurting. is not pleased. No. <laughs> um, are you surprised she didn't go into the room? I wasn't surprised for one when I put myself in her position I was like I'd probably be throwing up because my anxiety would probably Mm -hmm. be on 10 especially if I wasn't happy about it yes but I don't want to I don't want to overstep where you're about to go with it I'll just say in that Mm -hmm. moment I was not at all surprised Mm -hmm. well I was just gonna say I mean obviously she gets her moment thereafter after the curtain yes she gets her moment to express herself so yes now I will say this is why this movie got an A- minus for me um so the opening night is it's now done (laughs) the black woman and the white woman hold hands even though the husband has run off because he apparently has slept with the white woman Uh, we're not (laughs) it's 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 a hot it's a hot fire dumpster okay Mm -hmm. and Again, they call out, they call Rhonda out to come, you know, center stage because, you know, the writer takes a bow, right? Right. And she, she gets her flowers and um, she takes the mic and she told, she told the audience about, you know, how her whole play was trash. Mm. Mm. You can see the struggle, the internal struggle of, am I going to keep doing what I've been doing or am I going to say what I really need to say? And at the point where she was like making all the gestures and Jay Whitman and the lady took a step back, I died laughing. (laughs) I was like, they're like, what is this black woman about to do? 
I mean, we're already un- unpredictable, right? She <laughs> already choked Jay Whitman out, you know. <laughs> Very no. true. Very true. I will say this is where I felt secondhand embarrassment. <laughs> because I just felt so uncomfortable because, again, I'm the type of person, see things through. This man invested money in your stuff. The actors, even if you don't even care about the producer, the actors, yeah. you know, put their time and their hopes and dreams in this play. And you just told the inaugural audience that this was just trash. I don't know. I, I, I understand being true to yourself, but I just feel like, okay, here's a question for you, Ashley. Yeah. Is there ever a time where it's too late to be true to yourself? Oh man, that's a really good question. Um, My immediate answer is no. To your point, I understand what you're saying in terms of, you know, we've invested now, we've made it to what expense, like, yeah, yeah. But but at the same time, I guess the way I took it is, Delora, this is a film. This shit would never happen in In real real life. life. In my mind, right? You know what I mean? (laughs) Yes. No, I want to use Hamilton because Hamilton is a frame of reference a lot of people have seen and know. Let's say Jay Manuel Miranda was like, saw this later and said, actually, this was trash. I hated this. He's <laughs> never, I said Jay, Lynn Manuel Miranda. Yes. He's never going to go on stage and say, listen, Hamilton was trash. I hated this show. Like, that's never going to happen. Yes. So it just struck me. First of all, he's made way too much money off of that. Exactly. Lynn Manuel Miranda is a household name because of Hamilton, right? And that's what they showed that that Rada was going to potentially be, right? Or she was talking Broadway. So, you know what I mean? The possibilities for her career off of this were going to be endless. It's always a major when actors are in workshop because then they're able to translate when it goes to you know, off-Broadway, Broadway. Because mm-hmm. again, you know, <laughs> Hamilton reference, and because I've been obsessed with it since, what, for, for the last four years, a lot of those actors were workshopped. So Leslie Odom Jr., Davi Diggs, um, uh, Christopher Jackson, I mean, all of them, right? Not all of them, I take that back. Actually, I found out, you remember the Mindy Project? Um mm-hmm. The guy who played her brother, he actually workshopped in Hamilton. And so his schedule was conflicted and he went for the, the job. Apparently it got canceled or never um, developed. And he was mm. like, I missed out on fucking Hamilton. Freaking Hamilton, right? <laughs> yes. You know, Lemon Lim- Miranda went and pitched that to Barack and Michelle at the White House. I mean, I'm yes. just saying. Like, again, yes. to me, it was a very cinematic moment. Like, I think it was an artistic liberty to say, this is what I would say in a perfect world if I could have that type of freedom, right? Like, in reality, I think to your point, there would probably be way too much invested um, for somebody at that point to completely implode on something that could potentially really take their career to the next level. Mm -hmm. Did I understand her and appreciate her in that moment, though? Yes, Mm -hmm. because again, we do see the struggle, and you don't necessarily want her to go down that path. Like, you Mm -hmm. hope the same way that for this film, Lena Waithe was a producer and kind of allowed this project to breathe and become what it is now. Mm -hmm. I want that for Rada in the film, too. I want her to be able to still fund her dreams, but do it in a a way that's authentic to who she is. Mm -hmm. But to your question... (laughs) <laughs> I don't think that it's necessarily ever too late, but I think that most people are too sane 
or too <laughs> rational yes. to necessarily do things at a certain point, especially when, again, your livelihood, because we, we have bills to pay as grown adults. We have bills. Like she was telling um, Forrest in the beginning, he was like, <laughs> your ancestors don't need your, your rent paid? Exactly. <laughs> Karen, my Karen wants my rent paid. So, Ooh. and it's New York. It's New York City. The cost yes. of living is astronomical. Absolutely. The, talk about keeping it real. The price of keeping it real, right? Girl, <laughs> when keeping it closets, real goes wrong. <laughs> people living in closets for $1,000 a month in New York. I'm just saying. Exactly. So, um, and then after that moment, she walks off. She, she does mic drop like every rap battle obama out (laughs) (laughs) and she um catch ups with d and they 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 stroll um they stroll the streets of new york and it's in the movie so is there anything in closing you'd like to say about this movie I think you hit on all of the highlights that I had written down literally. So kudos to you on a fantastic <laughs> recap. Oh, thank um, you. <laughs> I just had to put that out there in case you guys didn't know. Um, and, you know, again, I really just so thoroughly enjoyed this, especially, you know, I just, I'm rooting for Rada now. She was yes. not on my radar before, yes. but in terms of, you know, black creators, black female creators, Rada, do your thing, girl. Do and your thing. We didn't say this, but I loved your rapping. I thought you were yes I, oh i thought i said it i thought she spent no, fire didn't. hot didn't talk about fire dylan dylan yeah she was dope i think it's again i'm a sucker for like that new york swag and like that new york toughness when people yes. are rapping so i just i, I loved it Yes, and then I also honorable mention the homeless man, homeless Lamont. Yeah, he was funny too. I'm gonna need you to love that sandwich though. That's it. I'm gonna need don't. Yo, beggars can't be choosers. That's all. That sandwich, sir. (laughs) Need you to chill. So uh, that's it for for the recap of forty year old version. Oh, can we also say? And I did not mention this. Absolutely love the play on the title because 40 year old virgin is one of my favorite yes. movies. Okay. My and mom so, thought that's what we were doing. And she was like, I've already seen that ass. You know, that's pretty old. I said, mom, we're doing, we're doing the 40 year old version. Version. Totally. She yes. Meant, she meant to do as a wordplay, but just to yes. be clear guys. It is hard. Depending, version. Especially if you talk like me, I really try really hard. Virgin version like Girl, okay anyway <laughs> midwesterner sorry we have accents what are you gonna do all right ashley are you ready for your hidden gems yes you want me to start yes okay so i'm gonna go through breeze through these a little quick so i was in a rom-com mood last weekend for some reason and my favorite rom-com that i saw was plus one a 2019 film starring maya erskine and jack quaid who if you're a boys fan the boys on amazon he's huey He's also the son of Meg Ryan yes, and, and Dennis, uh, Dennis Quaid. Quaid. Mm-hmm. Um, and he looks so much like his daddy. 
He does. But, he, you know, he really did not want any help with his career when he started out, by the way, which neither here nor there, but I really respect that about him as an actor. Um, the film is available on Hulu. It's just a really cute rom-com where basically they're friends, been friends for years. They decide to accompany each other on um, weddings as they've been going to them for their friends, family, whatever. And obviously in a rom-com, love ensues. So oh, kind of like cute. Holiday Date. Right, but kinda better. Like holiday. I'm ho- hopefully, kind of like holiday, but it it was. I mean, I enjoyed it more because I enjoyed holiday for what it was. But plus one, I wanted to immediately watch it again. It was one oh, of those for me. I'm gonna have to check that out. It was one of those for me. I loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, I also have down. It's not a hidden gem because it's number two right now in America on Netflix. It's zero f's given. Kevin Hart's new comedy special. Really? I just listed it. I just listed it because you know if you enjoy Kevin Hart, this is one that he did from the privacy of his home with multiple guests the set was dope just really I think just wanting to put some positivity out there during COVID and quarantine and all those things it dropped on mm-hmm. Tuesday of this week I got some chuckles in if you're a fan of Kevin Hart I think you will enjoy it no he's mm. not Dave Chappelle he's not ever going to be pushing the envelope necessarily that hard because I had a whole conversation with Johnny about that and I know yeah. you're listening Johnny um but he he is he always gives me at least a few good chuckles so I enjoyed mm-hmm. it and then my last one Delora is Coastal Elites this is an HBO um film that just dropped in September basically starring five actors Bette Midler, Issa Rae, Dan Levy, Sarah Paulson and what? Caitlin Deaver. Yes, what girl, is check this? this out. HBO is called Coastal Elites. It was so it's basically each character gives a monologue. So it's literally one character on screen at a mm. time. And it was originally intended to be a New York public theater stage play. But because mm-hmm. of COVID, they decided to do it in different settings. And each character is very politically leaning. So mm-hmm. anyone who does not necessarily want to get into politics, you may want to stay away from this one. But I mm-hmm. enjoyed it. And I found it interesting. And I think it's a conversation piece. I will say that. So interesting. That I watched over the weekend as well. So again, plus one, zero F's given and coastal elites. Those are my hidden gems for this week. Thank you, Ashley. All right. I have two hidden gems this week. The first is a Netflix mo- or show, I should say, called Julie and the Phantoms. It yes. is a 10-episode G-rated TV series. Um, <laughs> each episode is around 25 to 38 minutes. It's a lot of fun. A lot of, a lot of great teeny bop music. It's like it's like Netflix, um, you know, counter to the typical Disney, Disney original movie. Movie, and honestly, they stole Kenny Ortega. This is his first Netflix um, uh, project. Kenny Ortega is a legend. He's worked with Michael Jackson, but you mm-hmm. know him best for House High School Musical, The Descendants. I mean, his list goes on and on and on and on, and he did it again with this show. It's about a young lady, um, a little Latina. She's in high school, and um, she's dealing with the loss of her mom. She's super talented, but she lost her way with music. Uh, it also follows a band, a uh, rock band, who's trying to make it, but they they die. <laughs> And um, they magically appeared in the garage um, 25 years later where they meet uh, Julie and uh, they help her find her voice and they get a chance to relive their 
you know, their stardom because they only show up when they play. So, and then they disappear. So super, super cute. My second hidden gem is a YouTube channel slash Instagram account called Avangard Vegan. So I'll spell that for you at A-V-A-N-T-G-A-R-D-E-V-E-G-A-N. Basically, this is the epitome of hipster. Like, dude is doing the hipster haircut. Obviously, he's a vegan with a bunch of tattoos and rolled up sleeves, okay? (laughs) And (laughs) But he's a trained chef because the way he cuts is immaculate. But... I don't know. He I he looked super talented. I don't know. I've never tried any any of his recipes, but he has the most calming voice. Okay. And his food again looks delicious. Super beautiful, colorful. Love a man it's, with a soothing voice. Hello. It is very it's it's like it's not AS what is it? ASMR, but it's like relaxing to watch someone cook you know what I mean so yeah highly highly recommend his profile and his YouTube channel okay he's uh, on YouTube okay and um yeah and he goes by the same name so those are my hidden gems this week all right nice well that's lucky number seven in the books kids yes 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 nice so Delora where can they find us on social media Yes, so they can find us on Instagram and Twitter at uh, Recap and Podcast, but we are now also on, uh, we have a Facebook page at Recap and Podcast, and again, um, the spelling, uh, it's it's like our title, so, you know, drop the G, and um, a quick announcement, we're going to skip next week, which is a national holiday, Thanksgiving. Yes, happy but, holidays. But we will be back in December with some holiday movies. Yes, we're going to be super excited to uh, continue to talk shop with all of you guys as we have been on Recapping with Delora and Ashley. So, Delora, as always, been nothing but a pleasure. <laughs> yes, as always, and um We'll, we'll post on social media what our, our first recap of December is going to be. So check it out. Good. Follow us. Subscribe. Oh, subscribe. Comment. Great. Like us. Thank you very much. All the things. All right, guys. See you. Bye.